Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dialogue to Destiny. Our goal is to engage in discussions that lead to personal and systematic change. These conversations can broach subjects that some may find offensive. It is not the intent of Dialogue to Destiny to in any way offend. Our intent is to encourage open dialogue so that collectively we can all move forward. Welcome to another episode of Dialogue to Destiny. This time of year brings out all of the joy and celebrations usually associated with the holiday season. Today we, we will discuss the forgotten and uncelebrated holiday of Kwanzaa. We invited our guest Asha Hargrove to join us in this conversation. She will give some historical and practical context about the holiday and why it's important to the African-American community. So first, let's welcome Asha. Hello, everybody. Hey, welcome. Habari Ghani. Hey, there we go. Habari Ghani. And then say Umoja. Umoja. There we go. Right. Today is Umoja, the day of unity, the first day of Kwanzaa. <laughs> Thank you for having me today. Thank you for coming. Okay, uh, Miss Asha. One of the things that came about to me is I understand Kwanzaa as we understand it was something that came about in 1966. And I'm... I, that interests me because how little I knew about Kwanzaa. And then it took me back to the pre-colonialism that happened in Ghana and realized that this was a celebration that happened back then in the early 1800s to celebrate the Harvest Festival. Is there any more that you can tell me about that? Because I have a couple more questions on that, that I'm, you know, being a novice and not have, you know, being Americanized, there's some things I lost from my culture, and I'm going to touch on that later on as well. But um, more about the colonialism, and is that where Kwanzaa gets its starts from that that Harvest Festival? Um, well, yes. So, um, Dr. Uh, Karenga is the one who created Kwanzaa, and the idea was to connect African Americans, kind of, with their African roots. Just Nothing too in-depth, but just basic roots. So Kwanzaa usually just means first harvest. Um, so that's really what that comes from. It's the first harvest. It's that celebration to bring in for us the new year. And the best thing about Kwanzaa is that you can incorporate your traditions into that as well or your beliefs into that as well. It's a culture holiday. It's not a religious holiday. And that's really great. Um, basically with African-Americans, because you don't have to choose which side you can bring it all together. Um, there are seven uh, principles, the um, Ngozu Sabar are the seven principles of Kwanzaa. So as I said earlier, today's Umoja. So usually in Kwanzaa, what happens, people say Habari Ghani, and then you say Umoja, you, ex you explain the day. Um, and Umoja means unity. Um, unity is basically bringing... Um, the families together, the black community together, we're all united. And then that's this day we celebrate in that. So I have a book here. It's called Kwanzaa. It's by A.P. Porter. Um, and it just describes um, basically what Kwanzaa is. And, um, and then you can just take that and, and run with it. <laughs> so this page here says Kwanzaa is an African-American holiday. Kwanzaa honors black people and their history. So the for me, the best thing about Kwanzaa is the history aspect. I know a lot of times you hear these things where, you know, black people just follow traditions and they don't know why. why. But the best thing about Kwanzaa is you have to explain why. why. The history is the most important part. 
another great thing about Kwanzaa. So what you have is called the um, Mazao, which is corn. It represents the children. children. So the children are the ones who kind of lead Kwanzaa. They're the ones who are supposed to speak about the day and what it means to them. And that's kind of how you're instilling in them their history and also continuing that the as they get older. Yeah. Um, I have younger children, so sometimes it's like, oh, okay, what's today again? Oh, I don't know what that means. Let's find an idea. And we still let them talk and just have their own childlike way of saying, okay, this is what I think unity means today, uh, emoja means today, um, what that means to me. Um, so that's also really great. <laughs> There's a lot of um, little things to it. So you have the decorations. Of course, you have the canara, mm -hmm. um, and that is basically the candle holder. And then you have the seven candles. Mm -hmm. The correct name for the seven candles, I always kind of get this wrong sometimes, <laughs> um, the, the mushuma saba. Mushuma saba are what the candles are. And you have the black candle that represents the people. Okay, that's the people. Then you have the red candles that represents the struggle. And then you have the green candles, which is the future. Um, my eight-year-old asks, why, uh, why do we have red candles? What, what is, why do we have to um, think about the struggle? And we kind of explained to her, because um, she plays a video game, we're saying, when you played that video game, like how many times could you not defeat, you know, the person? She's like, it took me forever. And we're, well, how did you feel when you finally won? And she's like, oh, it was great. And we're like, that's why you remember the struggle. And, you know, you need to go through struggles and perseverance to really appreciate, you know, your success, the things that you're looking forward to in the future. Um, when you go through that, it's not always a bad thing. People don't always, they don't want to struggle. They don't want to go through these downtimes, but they're really meaningful. And that's also in Kwanzaa. Like, we have to remember that those meaningful times are good. That's what makes us truly appreciate what's happened throughout the year, truly appreciate what's coming. Um, so those are the candles and what they are. Um, we also have um, what's called, like, the placemat, which at home we're doing that today. We kind of just take the colors um, and we weave it in. You can buy one as well. Uh, that name itself, I always kind of, it's called, um, where is my? Oh, of course, the MK, the um, Nkeka, that's the placemat. And that kind of stands for your foundation because everything gets placed on top. Um, you have the uh, Kukumbe um, cha, um, Umoja, which is the cup of unity. Um, normally, pre-COVID, because we're not going to do that <laughs> with COVID going on, but everyone takes a sip from the unity cup. Okay, and that's how that goes, and it goes all the way around. Um, COVID will have our separate cups, <laughs> mm -hmm. but there's always that there. Um, then, of course, you have like the first fruits. Um, you'll have a lot of things from the first harvest. You'll see things, uh, I know there's apples, of course, there's the corn, things like that. That's also placed on the um, NKK as well next to the canara and the candles, and that's kind of like your basic uh, decorations. Um, but we also use the flag. Um, not everyone does this, but a, it's always great to use the flag that um, Marcus Garvey um, mm -hmm. kind of created for us. The basically black people flag. You have the black, the green, and the red, and that's called the um, the bandera, and that's our flag. So you'll see that in a lot of homes too, as well, just hanging up because again we're celebrating um, us as the people. And I always like to say that. You don't want to limit that. It's not like, oh, just 
us Americans, you're celebrating the entire culture, the diaspora. Mm -hmm. So that's why, again, why I say Kwanzaa is so great because you can bring in all those other aspects that you grew up with, all the cultural traditions that you grew up with, and you can bring that into Kwanzaa to make it personal and it kind of connects us all. So even though we may be spread out in different places, this holiday kind of connects us all, we bring it together. So those are some basics uh, <laughs> of Kwanzaa. <laughs> What, what leapt out at me that I really enjoyed was the kids. It's the mazo, right? Yes. The corn, the corn and the representation and how it is that you're bringing the kids in to have a voice. You're bringing them right to the table to have a voice. Speak up, ask your questions, participate in this, and use your voice, as well as know your history and have a vision of your future with the green that you speak of. I thought that that was beautiful and that you're taking that time to make sure your kids know that. The connection, the next connection for me was when you're talking about the diaspora, other black folks that come out of there and how we're taking a conscious effort to reclaim our history, okay? With that being said, the black history African-American history is a beautiful mosaic, and we'll call it a tapestry at this point, where you have all these different pieces from all these different cultures, Southern Africa, Northern Africa, Western Africa, the Gold Coast, the Horn, the East Coast, that come all together, that make an entire mosaic of who we are. Because of that diaspora, there are pieces of that mosaic missing. There's patches missing from that tapestry. And I'm going to tie this back into the pre-colonialism mm -hmm. as well. Do you think that pre-colonial or since colonialism that we're missing patches from our tapestry that will eventually make the quilt that we cover ourselves with and our kids with as we move forward? That tapestry or that quilt, that warmth is the love, the understanding and the communication that we need to have within our culture. Do you think some of that is missing because of the colonialism and is the importance of Kwanzaa reconnecting us to that in a fuller manner? That's a good question. And its um, importance, lift that. I will definitely say yes. Um, if you look at the history, it was done purposely. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we are missing pieces. We've missed um, those old stories passed down from generation to generation. Um, gotten to a point where sometimes like uh, we don't want to hear the old stuff anymore or you know there's friction within within families I think that's normal I don't um it was done purposely so I can't sit here and just get too upset that like hey we're missing stuff of course we are mm -hmm. and again the reason why Kwanzaa to me is important is that you may not fully know what that piece was but you can replace it with something just as um important uh, you know, just as, um, I guess, like binding for yourself and mm -hmm. for your family and then branch that out. So even though we may have pieces missing with Kwanzaa, the idea is to bring those pieces back in your own way. Kwanzaa is about family. Mm -hmm. It's about family as much as it's about black people. Um, it's one of the important things. You know, you're, you're honoring your family. You're honoring, um, you know, the history that your, your family has brought with you. If Everyone doesn't know where they come from, tracing themselves back from, you know, from the continent of Africa, you know, where you're from. We can't, we can't even say, like, there's so many countries, we don't know that. 
but let even if you've just been in America for some time, um, you know, you have you're from the East Coast, West Coast, you can incorporate that. But the idea is to truly uplift your family, uplift your community and people like you. Um, because that's important. You know, everyone uplifts themselves in their community. And the idea is to continue to do that, make a conscious effort to do that when it comes to Kwanzaa. So, you know, if you're like, we have pieces of the quilt missing or the tapestry missing, and that's the easy yes. But we don't want to dwell on, oh, we don't know it. And like the idea is, okay, we have some things missing. We can look up some things that we can bring back. Mm-hmm. We can add in what we know into it, and then we can keep going. So I think with that uh, tapestry piece, that would be our struggle. We, we're missing pieces. Oh, you know, we have to acknowledge that. And then when you go into our future, you're saying, well, this is what we're incorporating. Recreate. Healthy. And recreate and, and bring it together. So that's kind of the outlook that I have on it. All right. Um, in, even in a lot of the books that you have, it's it's in here. This book that I have here, it talks about, you know, um, how black people struggled, how not just here, mostly in America, but of course we know that it's everywhere. And it's um, going through, they want to give us our history at slavery. And there's so much more to, than just slavery. There's so much before that. There are still things that we have in our culture that are brought about that even though we say it's from slavery, there are things that were that predated that that we still keep and we just don't really understand where it comes from. Um, I remember years ago, and I think I'm going to have uh, do this this Kwanzaa for one of our our, our days um, in Gozusaba is that um, you know it started with like communication. So we had the beat of the drum, and that's how we would communicate. And um, I I saw this show back in D.C. a couple years ago, and it was like kind of like the evolution of communication, um, evolution of step. So we used to communicate with the drum and that's our communication. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they took that away. And then we would have things like we're banging on like, you know, the pots and pans. And then they took that away. And then it was just our shoes. It was going back to the chain game, how you even though you're shackled up doing labor, there is still a sense of self a sense of like just mm-hmm. unity and like in our struggle and i think that's why we just persevere so much and why we're still people don't say we're thriving i think overall we're thriving do we have so many that are struggling yes but we're still here we're still thriving we're still doing so much and more and starting to take over and that's just from little things like that never fully forgetting where we came from just evolving now you have things like step <laughs> and you know now we have uh, kids getting back into music and everything like that. So it's all about evolution. Um, we are, I think, the masters of taking a little and making a lot and it becoming the the craze around the world. So that influence that we have um, is just so great. And I think with Kwanzaa, that's how just every year you can bring that back up. You can teach that in the history. So you're you're not sitting there like, oh, you know, this and that. Like, no, there's a lot of good things in the struggle, and that's what you want to put into. That's what you want to keep looking forward. Don't just dwell on one, but realize, you know, acknowledge it, and then keep going. So is Kwanzaa our starting block or our finishing point? I don't think there's ever a finishing. There you go. <laughs> the Again, answer, for me answer. with Kwanzaa, so I'm just going to talk about the seven um, reasons or the principles Please. Um, so I'll read it from this book, too. It gives a um, I have my own you know, abbreviations. But in this book, 
kind of gives a little more uh, detail. So the first day, of course, is Umoja. And that's unity. That's today. Um, so the book says it's to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Umoja means staying together. Okay. Um, this time of year is a little bit more difficult because, you know, we're all apart. But with technology, we can still be together. You know, phone calls, things like that. So that's today. That's the importance of being together, unity. The second day is Kuji Changalia which means self-determination, um, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves, instead of being defined, named, created for, and spoken for by others. Kuji Changalia is saying who we are and who we will be and not letting others say for us. So that self-determination is ever-growing. You know, what self-determination means for you this year could be completely different next year off of the things that you've been through and that you've seen. So that's what I really love about it. Again, it's evolving. Um, then you have um, Ujima, which is collective work and responsibility. So it says here, to build and maintain our community together mm. and make our sisters and brothers' problems our problems and to solve our problems together. Ujima means working together and helping each other. So this is a great day for like community service, um, big or small. Sometimes we um, think we have to do these, you know, extravagant things. And I always I want to tell people that you can keep it small. <laughs> you can just go out and be like, oh, there's trash in the ground. Pick it up. Something as small as that matters. So you don't have to. Do this to be seen. Just know that you are helping your community. You're working together. If you see something like, oh, um, someone needs help shoveling. It's wintertime. Going to help with that. That way when people walk by on the streets, they're not worried about slipping and falling on ice. Those little things do matter. So that's what Ujima is. It's working together. Okay. Then you have Ujama, which is um, cooperative economics. Okay. And it says here, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them together. Umoja means buying from each other. Um, it's really important to give back in your, to, in your community. To, uh, one reason is, you know, if you pay into your community, it pays back. That's kind of how it works here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so even for people, you know, that may not live totally in all black communities, because that's most of us, um, even still being local will help you. You know, a lot of the local taxes go to the schools. If, if your child goes to the local school, you putting money in your community helps your kid. Um, and then, of course, um, actually just buying black. There's a lot of uh, online local places that are black owned and supporting them is a big thing. We want to support our own Um I know back in Brooklyn, they have a day of Kwanzaa where um, it's just all black businesses all gathered together and everyone goes down and you can get business cards, you can shop, you can talk to other people. And that's like one of the highlights there is just buying black and supporting these businesses that are doing well. Um, so that's the idea of Ujamaa, which is great. <laughs> then we have Nia. Nia means purpose. So it says here, to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people and their traditional greatness. Nia means making our people as great as can be. So our purpose is to make our people great. How you do that is up to you. 
you know, this year you can say, you know, my purpose is just here, speaking on this podcast, giving out information. Mm-hmm. Next year, you know what? That was my purpose. I feel like I can do more. Um, you know, let's take this, you know, let's, you know, have it a, a bigger event or let's go ahead and provide uh, food for the homeless. Let's go ahead and, you know, I'm an artist. I'm going to paint. I have a friend who does um, murals for uh, black businesses around uh, Minneapolis. And she basically does them for free because she knows that it's just so important. And um, that's her way to just give back. You know, a lot of times, too, we think about just um, money, finances. We may not have that. And a lot of times when you, you have a purpose, it's not always uh, monetary. It's, it's your gift that you have. Everyone has a gift, and that is your way to give back. So uh, then we have kuumba, which means creativity. Uh, to all, uh, this one says, to do always as much as we can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Kuumba means thinking of ways to make our community better. And that's a, there's a lot of people that are creative, and sometimes we shut down our creativity and our thoughts, like, that's not going to work. But with Kwanzaa, it's, you know, you, you let that go. All right, how is this going to work? Let's see it. Let's see it come to fruition. Um, so creativity is great. <laughs> and then, of course, the last day of Kwanzaa is Imani, which means faith. To believe all our hearts and our people our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Imani means believing in ourselves and the worth of our people. So I, I, that probably was probably one of the best ones is mm-hmm. just faith. You know, for people with different religious backgrounds, you can bring that in. Faith in God is a you bring that in. Faith in your people, bring that in. So that's what it means. It's faith, you know. As I guess you would say what the Bible says, um, you know, faith is uh, the um, substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's faith. You know, to see, you know, there, someone pitches an idea that kind of goes off of that creativity to have faith like, okay, that's going to work. To have faith that they're going, you know, our people are going to rise up a little, you know, it doesn't have to be a mountain. It could be a little hill. It can be something, again, a lot of times it doesn't have to be big. It can be small. And I think with Kwanzaa, it just takes that appreciation for just the little things, mm-hmm. the things that you can contribute to really feeling like a family, a community, a nation. And it brings that together. And like you said, the children, they're the ones that lead it. They're the ones that on the days say, this is what Imani means to me. This is what Kumba means to me, you know, and they talk about it. Um, And it's going to vary every year because these things can mean so many different things. Again, with Kwanzaa, it's so evolving. It can adaptable. It's, it's not just something that's, uh, you know, this is our, our kind of our foundation. Mm -hmm. It's always something that can be built upon. So, I enjoy uh, celebrating it. It's, it's my eighth year. I grew up celebrating Christmas all the time, which we still do. Um, but we, when I got with my husband now, we decided let's do Kwanzaa. He's not very big on Christmas, which is fine. You have a lot of people that are like that. But I said, well, let's do Kwanzaa because I always wanted to do it. And I decided, like, let's do that. Let's make that for our family um, and let's go into that. So this is my eighth year and 
every year I'm just trying to figure out new ways to just build on the principles, uh, teach my kids what they are, how is that important to them? Why is that important to them? Um, so I'm excited. I kind of found some things that I'm going to do and make it kind of a tradition that I feel that is important. Um, every family, every community is different. You can do what you would like to make these days important, uh, to make these uh, days really resonate. <laughs> well, you smiled real broadly and deeply when you mentioned what it is that you and your family are going to do. Your face lit up, your eyes sparkled. Share with us what that thing is that you and your family is going to do that's got you so excited right now. Well, I have decided for Umoja, for Days of Unity, we're going to do family collages. Um, my mom gave me this idea because she would just take family photos. We had a million and she put them on poster boards and they would just be all over the house. And last year, um, you know, we were home. We were here. We weren't with a family and I'm like, well, let's do some collages. Let's put it together, almost maybe like a family tree type of thing. And the kids had so much fun, and it looked really good. So I'm like, all right, let's do this every year. So I sent out major text message to family, send me some pictures so that I can print them out. We're going to do family collages. I went on Facebook and stole some pictures. I was like, they didn't send me one. I'm going to take these. Um, I think I'm still missing some, but I'm going to be texting them soon. Like, give them to me so I can just go down to Walgreens and print them out. <laughs> and, um, and, like, I have poster board, and we're going to do that. I'm actually going to get them laminated. I want to keep them, um, which means I'm going to have millions when I get older. But I'm excited <laughs> about that. Um, I want to try to laminate all of them so that we can keep them. And every year we'll say this was last year's, and then this will be a new year's. And you kind of see family grow additions to family you know come in so that's going to be i feel my tradition that i'm going to do every year feel free anyone who wants to do that go ahead i'm not saying it's just mine it's just an idea that i know i want to do <laughs> for a while Catalog the memory. <laughs> um so that's one major thing i i'm going to do and i'm not sure as of which day but i think i am going to really focus on a history aspect um, for one of the days and kind of talk about what that is and why is it something as simple as why do black people play spades? <laughs> so I know that sounds really like what, but I don't know how you guys feel just going to when I grew up going to cookouts, there's always a space table with the adults and the kids had the table and it was just such a good time. <laughs> Um, so that's something that I, I personally want to bring down to my kids. We play cards and I'm like, this is what we do as black family. It's just, and the reason being, it's just a simple card game can be so much more and it brings us together and it's just having a good time and just the life around that. So, you know, bringing that in, like, all right, this is how you play the game. This is why we play it. Um, something simple as the electric slide. I know that sounds crazy too, but it's just been brought down for so long, just what dancing means and we can bring that all the way back <laughs> to you know any of the countries in africa of just dance what that means so many cultures dance and it's just an expression of you know who we are that kudushangalia you know you dance to express this is me this is what i am celebrating you know this is our culture so those are things that i'm going to also incorporate and kind of tie it in like oh we do this but this is kind of a reason to it brings it back and that way, I do feel with Kwanzaa, it kind of bridges the gap between um, not just African-American itself, but again, back to the diaspora. 
So when you meet someone who may not be, you know, American born, they're from, we can go down to like Brazil. <laughs> they're from the, um, you know, the Caribbean. Um, of course, going from East Africa, you can have like Ghana, Sierra Leone, the Ivory Coast, uh, Senegal. You can go over to East Africa. You can go, we have, you know, Somalians, Ethiopia, um, go down Southern, you know, you have like Cameroon, which is like South, Southern uh, um, West. And then going to, um, you know, the Madagascar is all the other side. And then you have South Africa itself and, there's Bob so many countries and, and you know in <laughs> Zimbabwe and um which still has Zululand like right in the middle down there and going to Zimbabwe to South Africa so there's so many things that you can bring out with that um I, I've left out 18 million co- uh, countries because the continent is so vast and there's so many countries um uh you can kind of just bring that all in so that kind of kind of branches things if we can find you know if people here in America, black Americans, African Americans found like, you know, where they're from and trace that you can look that up and bring that into, you know, your culture. You can bring that into Kwanzaa. You can celebrate that there. Um, I know there's a thing called like libations that a lot of uh, uh, Africans do um, follow as well. And it's similar to other cultures, but you kind of have like the water around and feel like tips, you know, that an ancestor has come and they're in the, in your presence. So that is something that can be incorporated as well. Um, again, it's such a kind of, as it says, I, as I would call it, Kwanzaa itself is like the MKK. It's the placemat. And so many things can be built on top. Yeah, um, one thing I wanted to say is going back to those seven principles, um, you know, just listening to you list them and then kind of give a little description of what each principle was. I kind of see a, a lot of overlap in what we're what we do here at, with Dialogue to Destiny. And, uh, you know, you attended one of our presentations early on, you know, so we're trying to do a lot of the things that I think, you know, you spoke of in those principles. Why do you think? Why, why do you think that um, Kwanzaa as a holiday has not been received in the black community? As, like in Minnesota, I'll be honest, you know, I don't know that I know anyone, you know, and maybe it's just being here because I don't think I know anybody that has ever spoken or celebrated Kwanzaa. So it's almost, I mean, you know, what, what, you're, what, what, what it talks about, and I've, I mean, and I've done a little reading on it over the years, too, but what, what, you, what it talks about is so beautiful, mm-hmm. and so it, it should be something that you would think that black people would run to. Like, like we, would, we would look forward to that the way we look forward to Christmas. What is it that you think might be keeping this holiday from being so, you know, you know well-received within our community? Um... I have some thoughts, um, and of course, it it just completely varies. One thing that I've come across is that a lot of black people feel that Kwanzaa is a Muslim holiday for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, or it's another religious holiday, and it's like, it, it, it's, and I'm like, no, it's cultural, so it doesn't matter your religious background. I'm like, and it's not a Muslim holiday. There, I don't think there are any Muslim really holidays during this time of the year, anyways. So that's a misconception. Okay. Because um, I think that I, I, I mean, from what I've heard over the years, that 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 is probably a big. That's a big thing, and I, it's not. <laughs> so I know a lot of people are like, oh well. I'm like, no, it's not. Um, 
so that's kind of a misconception that's been pushed out. Um, and some of it is just it's been lost throughout the years. Um, if you really don't instill it into your children, it's hard to continue to carry it over. I know some people who did grow up with Kwanzaa, but they're just like like any other holiday. They're like, eh, they're not. It's not their thing. So that's one reason. You know, they just people now have decided like you know Christmas, whatever. It's not a big deal to them. So that might be another reason, of course. Um, Christmas has just been a major push, both for uh, religiously and of course secularly. Uh, so. All you see is Christmas. Yeah. Everything is Christmas. From the Santa Claus and the but presents even like Hanukkah, and the push. You, know, you hear a lot about Hanukkah. Well, you hear Hanukkah because it's a Jewish holiday. And um, again, the Jewish holiday pushed that. And they do also, you know, work with like the TV companies and things like that. So <laughs> you push what you know. You, that's, it's, it's just really what that is. You know, if, um, you know, they work for that, they push it. So you hear about Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hanukkah starts. Okay. And then Christmas, everything's about Christmas from basically from November. Everything's about Christmas from the religious aspect. A lot of black people are Christians. So you want to celebrate Christmas. It's about Jesus. And you're pushing that, um, you know, that tradition and things for your kids. So that's your push. So I think with Kwanzaa, it's just kind of gone on the back because it's not a major push. Let's be for real. If you don't see it all the time, you don't know. (laughs) Well, do you think it strategically was placed the day after to start the day after Christmas so that it didn't interfere with the Christmas Our celebrations. Yes. So that was for us. It was, so it was put there to just continue, you know, to celebrate the year again, it's first fruits. You know, when you bring in your first harvest, it brings in the new. So uh-huh. what better time than to do it at the end to bring in the new year. Um, so that I believe was like the, the strategic way of doing that. Um, and it could, it's also uh, based on region. Um, I know, uh, people back east who celebrate Kwanzaa. I know people out west who celebrate Kwanzaa. It could just be the region of where it is. Um, I think the major part is the religious aspect of it. Honestly, I think it's the religious aspect of, um, you know, just devout Christians in our community. And, you know, Christmas is the major thing. And then as well as, unfortunately, like now, we've gotten a lot of our community who just are not religious at all. And Kwanzaa, because of where it is, everyone just feels that it's a religious holiday and it's not. So I think it's just the misconception or the misinformation that's been fed. Mm. And a lot of times when people misfeed you information, you don't always take the time to look into it. You'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. You just walk on by. Because it's not (laughs) a major thing until someone brings it to you and then you go, oh, okay. Um, So again, I've been in places where it's fully celebrated <laughs> and then i know places where people have no idea about it and with that it's just information christmas hanukkah that just gets pushed in your face 24 7 um so of course you're going to know about it of course your kids are going to know about it whether mm-hmm. you celebrate it or not that's just a push um so the idea is for our community it's just to if you celebrate it let people know invite people over one day um when we started this again eight years ago um I know my husband's friends came over and they're like, Kwanzaa, I heard about it, but I've never done it. Mm -hmm. And they come over and they celebrate with us. Um, So that's one of the things is that someone has to start it and invite people in. And then they can decide on their own. I like this. I want to do it. As I stated earlier, people think it has to be so 
extravagant because of course it's Christmas. Christmas is extravagant and light and everything like that. And when it comes to Kwanzaa, it doesn't have to be that. Again, it's celebrating those small things. Um, really appreciating your family time. So like Christmas, some of those traditions, it's supposed to be that family time. That's really what it's bringing into um, really speaking on these principles and, uh, you know, bring it in through your children. So that's mostly why you haven't seen it. It was a start and then it got lost. You know, people did their own thing. Um, you know, the misconception that it's a religious holiday and it's not, you know, people don't want to mix religion, so they don't want to do that. Although for me, I've celebrated Hanukkah plenty of times. I have a Jewish friend. I'm like, all right, we're coming on over. You know, <laughs> I think that another thing too is a lot of people are very, um, Afraid of things Afraid, they don't know. yeah, afraid of what they don't know. Very taboo. Like, you know, again, back to like, we don't mix things. Like, we don't want to confuse our children. I'm like, well, how would it confuse? You know, I've had people say this to me, well, it might confuse my child. Why would it confuse them? <laughs> so, so you our, have our, all these different fears of like, we don't want to mix stuff or you, you got to keep things separate. And that's not always the case. You should always, for me, celebrate. You don't have to personally do that yourself. But if you want to go out and celebrate other people's holidays with them, you should do that. And that's the first step is that invite people over. Come on over for Kwanzaa. This is what our day is about. And then we'll bring it from there. Hard to embrace what you don't understand. It is. Um, I, again, it's really the information. Some people do know about it, but they might not be broadcasting it, you know. But, but so, so other cultures are welcome to, to, to join in celebrating Kwanzaa? Okay. So it's like, like I said, it's an African American holiday. You know, it's really what that is. And you, if you want to bring somebody in, like this is what our day is. That's fine. You know, this is what we celebrate. The it would is a, would, for would a white family or another family be able to like say someone of another culture attended your celebration mm -hmm. and they're like, I want to do this with my family. Well, it, it's fine. But are you going to stick to the being the black principles because that's what it's based on? Oh. Well. Okay, let me let me advocate on, a, on behalf of that other fella that I don't represent. Okay, follow me. Okay, when I hear about what these what these different tenants mean, they sound good, but the optics don't look good within the community. Mm -hmm. And that's just an honest observation. We holler Black Lives Matter, but sometimes it's a self-centered life, their own Black life that matters. And when it becomes a thing to do in the community to build us as a whole, they don't have the time or energy. They have animosity towards their coworker. Mm -hmm. You follow me? Now, self-determination, I think we all have that, but is it self-centered determination or is it commute determination for the unity that we talk about? When we talk about Kwanzaa, is it the collective work responsibility, everybody's hands on the plow? Is that what we see in our community? Is there a co-op economics? Because I'm afraid to do business with another black business or go into a joint venture. These are things that have plagued us for a long time. And this is where I say this sounds beautiful, but as we come into our community, the optics, and I don't say this to put us down, I, make, I say this to make us conscious that if I see this within my community, what does a person outside of my community see when so, they look into this I here? am going to say this. Stop worrying about what the outside people see and think. I think that's a major problem within our community is that we keep looking for validation from people mm -hmm. who probably just honestly don't like us. 
Stop worrying about it. You know, when you have a family problem, are you worried about what your neighbors think? You know, and if you are, that's the problem. So when it comes to Kwanzaa, it is about us. If there are issues, even if the idea of like, well, I'm nervous to work with another black, we'll address that. Again, we are so, we've been trained to look at this. It needs to be a grand mass design. And you're forgetting about the struggle part. So you might be struggling, I don't got this, I don't got that, but you're actually forgetting about the collective struggle of that. It takes time. Time itself is a struggle. Stop worrying about, well, they see us. That, yeah, we know that already. That's already been stated. It's already a fact. Well, what are you going to do about it? St- start small. If, you know, I'm just going to go out, I'm just going to clean up the park. The park's always dirty. You know, I'm going to clean it up. Someone's going to see you. My dad used to say this, and this is kind of something that I live by, no matter where you are. Or, and um, I think it's also taken from Dr. Martin Luther King, too. It's like, if you're a street, a street cleaner, be the best, best street, street cleaner, cleaner you can be so that when you die, people say that was the best. So my dad has always instilled that in me, and that goes into these principles. Be who you are, but be the best. If, I mean, if all your job, I'm, I'm, you know, that janitor, like, oh, all I do is, you know, uh, do this, do that. I'm just a babysitter. Well, be the best. Don't let anybody tell you, like, that, oh, well, you're not good. Now, of course, you're going to have some people who are going to say it. But as a collective whole, everybody knows. And I think that's what needs to be the focus. So, of course, if you're completely self-centered, these principles don't apply. Because these principles are about the community about the family about a whole mm-hmm. okay so if you're naming who i am name myself it's not just so that you can be like ah oh, this is who i am and i no. it's because it's going to go back into that purpose how is that going to help it's going to go back into the collective work how does defining myself help my community and if you can't reach everyone in the community because you know that takes a lot of work well how about your family you can start you can start you have a cousin who needs you know some help that that might just be it and sometimes not helping could also be the answer. A lot of times we're just so focused on, again, self-centered, look at how they feel. Instead of just, how do you feel? How do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about your community? And then what do you need to do to change that? Even if it's just one person, that really should be the focus. When it comes to Kwanzaa, it's about the black community. It's about our future. What are some ideas I can help out of all next year? All I do is give a book. <laughs> To somebody that I see, oh, I think you would love this. You know, they may not read it, but the idea, this is what you're, you're, you're doing. Oh, this would be great for you. If it's to give just a wonderful compliment, you see somebody who's been, they just been doing wrong, all oh, they just not listening, but you just, every time you see them, you give them a compliment. That works. Again, everyone keeps, you, some, just an American concept. Everybody trying to make the million you know, in one day off of doing nothing. You can't get anywhere by doing nothing. You can't sit and just expect to collect. Faith without works is dead. dead. That does not work. And I think that it's just, with Kwanzaa, that needs to be taken out. I, what I love about Kwanzaa is it really focuses on the family, the community. Nothing in here says, well, if somebody ain't doing it, it says you do it. If someone else is not doing it, so what? You lead by example. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going to do because this is going to help the community. This is going to help. If not everyone, it's going to help my family, my cousins, my kids, my aunts, my uncles. That is your focus on that. Everyone knows the problem with Kwanzaa. You start to do little things to help it. I must say that uh, in Come Clean, 
every week or every time that we do one of these podcasts, I try to throw something incendiary out there, man, to kind of get you on fire. And it worked because uh, you got a little heated. But I wanted you, I wanted you to come with solution to what a problem that is very visible that everybody sees. Mm-hmm. What I heard you saying is if I work on me in my family, we become a light. And we become a light that others can follow. And they can see how this thing rolls out and how we build and how we grow from it. So I like your response to the question. I don't care what anybody else thinks. What I'm going to do for this thing to advance it. And usually that's where it starts. With one. Is there one? And you appear to be that one. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that was a good thing. But I had to make sure I pulled it out of you honestly and from the depths of where you're really coming from. And I think that happened. Because y'all didn't see her nose flare and her eyes get dark. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm about to get my eye dotted. But uh, uh, it was a great response. And I see that you're truly passionate about what it is. It's not just lip servicing. And you are trying to live this. This is part of your identity. This is what's in your core. And now you're trying to let your core come out. And that's how things that we do have to be done from a genuine inside love and not what looks good to others. You can have that. Everything looks good on the outside and it ain't good. So Kwanzaa is great. Like I said, um, (laughs) we really enjoy it. The kids look forward to it. Um, the gifts, too. They love the gifts. The Zawadi. <laughs> <laughs> that so, was my next question. Are there, is there any gift exchanges? Or? There is gift exchange. Um, there are several ways to do it. Um, we like to give a gift a day. Um, so our kids are loaded. <laughs> um, but again, for people who celebrate Christmas, too, and they want to do Kwanzaa, it's not about... The cost of it, people go people go overboard, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have four kids, so, you know, we give out. We, we, we do spend some money because well, I have four kids. <laughs> but um, you can also just have it uh, on Kawumba, which is December 31st. It's, that kind of brings in the new year into going into Imani. Um, uh, people n- normally have, like, a party, celebration. Mm-hmm. And that's the day you, or, or you would give out the Zawadi to the deserving children. Now, of course... It's not just I'm gonna give a gift because I have to. You you give a gift for those who really deserve it. Are they showing these principles? I know that sounds like oh what I'm like no, it's about earning it. So with Kwanzaa too, you gotta earn what you get. It's it's not a freelance thing. I'm just gonna give you a gift. No, you earn it. Mm-hmm. And one of the gifts that you give has to be a book. Mm-hmm. Has to be a book. You give a book during Kwanzaa. So our kids definitely have books. It's adding to our library of books in our house. <laughs> And I know for I sent out Christmas gifts to my family and all the kids got books. I'm like, I went to the bookstore. I was like, yes, <laughs> they all got books. Um, and I got some responses. I know my nephew called. He's like, I love this book. We read the other one. I'm like, yes. Um, that's just what I like to do. But books have to be given. So if anything, you give a book. You give something to you know, it could be just a regular fiction book. It can be a nonfiction book. It can be something that relates. A lot of books have uh, cultural aspects in them. It has, uh, you know, everyday life in them. You know, mm-hmm. as I would say, uh, a certain book that just talks about, you know, being an electrician. A- anything, anything that your kids interested in that you think that would spark them, that's what you give. So um, that is, it is a gift exchange, uh, um, mostly for the kids, but of course for anybody as well. 
is there any other building points along with Kwanzaa that could help us re-identify with our history, our past, our culture? Are there other areas? See, one for me, and this is a little bit off the beaten mm -hmm. past, but I think it has something to do with the diaspora. And that was like during a part of our, uh, our culture, there are history that is missing was King Leopold mm -hmm. in the Congo where there was anywhere from 8 million to 16 million black lives lost. And it just seems like it has fallen off the map. It has fallen out of history. It has fallen out of the pages. And unless you go and actually dig for it, mm -hmm. that you won't find it. And I see that there's, during that period of time, that there are still some negatives that are still within our culture from that period of time. What are some of those other opportunities or situations that helped us lose our identity? And what is it that we do to erase those from our memory and reclaim our stature in this world? So one of that would just be, again, researching that and then teaching it yourself. Um, if it's not in our history, you know, history books in school, you, you can't really expect and I know that sounds really bad, but for me, I don't expect the school system to teach my kids about their history. Tell the truth, <laughs> the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So <laughs> with Kwanzaa, again, you're, you are bridging that gap. So you can take a day, you know, and you can teach that. You can talk about the negatives. You can talk about the positives, like how mm -hmm. it makes you feel. How does it, you can, if it, you can relate to one of these principles here. Okay. Well, how does it relate to the principle? You know? You're coming with solution. I like it, sis. So, again, I, again with Kwanzaa, it's, you can build upon it. How you want to incorporate your history, your culture, your traditions into it is up to you. It's very, it's Kumba. It's creative. <laughs> so, if you, if you are a family that is really interested, really, um, you know, you're wanting to bring back those historical pieces that are missing, then that can just be your entire, uh, you know, tradition of Kwanzaa is yeah. to bring back a piece of something. We're going to talk about, you know, 1800s Congo mm -hmm. and you can talk about it all seven days and how it relates to every principle. And that's something that your child has learned and that whoever comes over, they have learned. So you can incorporate that in that. So again, we're not going to, we're acknowledging the struggle, the things that we've lost. But in looking into the future, how do you gap that? You teach it. If you can look it up and find it out, why can't you? This is what I found, guys. Let's read together. How do we feel about it? What does this mean? You know? Just like you, Timbuktu. You have, to, you have to do that. I really mm -hmm. love cultures myself. Mm -hmm. So when I meet somebody, I'm always like, oh, how did, oh my gosh. Da, da, da. So I know people think that, I don't know, every time someone meets me, they never just believe that I'm just black American. <laughs> I don't know why, but they don't. But I'm, I'm going to say it's because I know a lot about other cultures because it intrigues me. If you know more about someone's culture, you know how to approach the person. You know how to, you know, Speak connect with language. them. A lot of things with uh, African-American culture, with black culture here is that they're always pinpointing the negatives. And there are so many positives that we know that. Mm -hmm. yep, so they're always like, oh, well, I heard. So if someone comes to you, you know, well, I heard, you know, black people, da, 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 da. instead of getting mad, which I know it can be very irritating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I always use a point to educate, educate people. Them. 
I even saw the people who come from Africa. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so quick to, like, give a nickname. No, what's your name? Let me say your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, don't sit there and be like, oh, well, where are you from? Well, I'm from West Africa. You know, no, there are how many countries in West Africa? Where are you from? Mm-hmm. And, and as I say, I'm talking about people from the kind of Africa, from these countries who are doing that. And they're black. And look at that already. Look at how from black here in America all the way to the uh, continent of Africa, how you still have our people downgrading ourselves. Mm-hmm. We even within ourselves. And again, with Kwanzaa, it bridges that gap. Now, now we found a correlation. We keep downgrading ourselves. Well, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. If I am from, you know, uh, Eretzia, that's where I'm from. This is who I am. No, I'm not Ethiopian because you only know about the, continent, uh, the country of Ethiopia. No. <laughs> it's 2020. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Look it up. You got a smartphone in your hand. I don't know what that is. Look it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. People come to you with like, oh, black people. Uh, yeah, it might be. Stereotypes are real. I tell people stereotypes are real. But they're not about everyone. Yeah, some people do that. I know. But, you know, this is, this is the other thing. This is the positive thing that we do. I agree with you because one of the things that I like to put up there, man, you heard me talk about Leopold, right? Yes. But I also want to talk about Timbuktu mm-hmm. in that area of the country, how they gave out medical degrees two, three, four hundred years before they did in England where they were performing surgery. They were um, all this t- coming from the first surgeries coming from the northern part of Africa and out of the western part of Africa, how we had kingship, had trade routes that build stuff up. We come from a royal priesthood, a royal line of people, man, that has just been totally erased. And they want to throw up the negative all the time. And I always tell young men, hold your head high. You are a king. You come from royalty. Let me show you some of your history. Mm-hmm. Even the great mathematician, Fibonacci, the whole Fibonacci, you know, zero, one, 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 two, three, three, two, five, five, three, eight, that sequential thing that goes on, mm-hmm. he gets his learning of higher, educa- higher education from the best math- mathematicians that were in the world. He went to Africa and learned his math. See, there's so much richness that comes up out of there. Now, I'm going to tell you about some of these negative things that happened to you because I want you to know what you've persevered through because what you've gone through it's pretty much like what you're gonna go through to reach your pinnacle, to reach your apex, man, in your life. So don't be afraid, you will make it through. Don't lay down or turn around, stand up and follow through. So I'm gonna tell you about the good as well, about how you are teachers, doctors, lawyers even. And there's generations of people, people that have come generations later that are taking credit for your achievements. Go back and find out who you are, where you're from, know what you know, and reclaim your position. You're not, you'll always be a servant of the Most High, but you don't have to be a servant on this plane. You can always be in a role of leadership within your communities and still serve the Most High, whoever that is to you. I think um, for me, Kooji Chungali is kind of a really um, one of the best days, particularly for black men. Again, because with America, we just push the the top. You got to have all the money. Yeah, you got to be famous. Everyone needs to know your name. And and you don't. Why does 
other people's opinion of you validate you. Now, if you're a shitty person, you're a shitty person, and people are going to tell you, and you know that's what it is. And you probably know before they. Even and yeah, told and you, you already <laughs> know. You know who you are. Um, but I think so many people are looking for validation from so many others, Outside. and then not even that from validation from people again who probably don't mm. even like you. <laughs> um, I can see if you know you have parents who didn't validate you. That's that's hard. I get that, mm-hmm. but don't be looking for these outsiders who. You've never met a day in your life, or if you did, they're just looking down. That validation is not needed. You first have to validate yourself. And I always have to point out, I don't care if you are, a, you know, a grocery bag person. You just, you know, grocery bag. Some people are like, oh, my gosh. Listen, it's an honest job. You do amazing work. People know you. You know, I, I know this sounds crazy. I don't go to McDonald's, but uh, I was broke, really broke time in my life. And, you know, <laughs> McDonald's takes any type of money. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to get something real quick. And uh, <laughs> this is back in Brooklyn. And I walked in. Oh, it's a long line. Uh, everybody's in McDonald's. Lord, jeez. That's one of those uh, stereotypes <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're getting kind of like snappy at one of the, uh, the cashiers. Mind you, this girl is amazing. Okay. Every time I go in there, she got the order right. You know, McDonald's never get the order right. <laughs> order right. She knows, you know, she's very, you know, respectful, you know, straightforward. And people try to come at her. I was like, hold up. Y'all need to stop because she's the best one in here. Don't get on her case where she's going to leave and then you're really going to be mad. Mm-hmm. She's the best one. You just wait until, you know, you get your stuff. Don't come snapping at her. And I know that sounds so silly because I'm just talking about someone who works at McDonald's and the cashier. But that goes, it's noticed. It's mm-hmm. noticed. When you do your job and do it best and you know that you can do it, it is noticed. So for people who are working just small time, you're noticed. Be the best who you, of, who you can be. Be the best of who you are, where you are. Do you want to get better? Yes. But you can only get better if you're doing great things with the little bit that you have now. That goes with Kwanzaa. You're appreciating everybody, the small to the big. Your community is not just the millionaires. Your community is not just the doctors. Your community, community is everybody. I, I'll tell you this. I appreciate the old winos. Why? They give the best life advice ever because they've been through so much. They've made those mistakes. Old man Fisher. <laughs> so even for them, like... That can be appreciated. Even the there's some really bad negatives, but to acknowledge that and move forward is the best thing about it. So again, with Kwanzaa, you are taking all of that. You're taking all that. You can't always help everybody improve their you know lives, but you know what? They could see you and then tell somebody else, and that can help somebody. It's a community. It's building. It's a tree. There's limbs. There's branches. There's roots that go so far. And that's what Kwanzaa is. Again, so you can start with your family, invite people over. Hey, just come and just let's celebrate this one day with us. People are going to say no. Stop being afraid if someone tells you no. Everybody says no. I don't want to. Maybe I'll show up. You don't worry about it. You extend the invitation. Yeah, keep it. Whoever shows, shows, and you keep it going. Don't let anything dim the light. Don't let anything dim your enthusiasm of this day. As you said, Dak, earlier, so many people... They don't celebrate it. They don't know about it. Mm-hmm. They're hesitant about it. So if you're trying to spread and let people know, you're going to be met with, you know, resistance. But that's okay. Because as long as it means something special to you, that's all that matters. 
Because so that's gonna it's gonna have go. People come over like every night, or do you have like a celebration, you know, open to your your friends and and people like every night of this of these. Yes, we do. So um, I know I have to. I'm like, you can come over every night. We again, we might do something big. We might just light the candles and talk about the day. We might do something simple as that. Today is this day. We're just gonna light the candles. We're just gonna talk about the day. You know, we didn't have anything planned. Um, you know, people, you still have these are still working days. You just got tied up. But, again, acknowledging it is still fine. So someone can come over every day. Most people come over the first day and then for Kuwumba because um, those are more of the, you know, mm-hmm. more celebration days. But people can come over any day. If you feel that the day of Ujima is more important to you and you want to come, come on over. Again, it could be something big. It could be something small. The activity can be, we're going to watch a movie, you know, that kind of deals with this principle. Um, it grows. Every year you can find something else to build upon and how to act up, um, and act upon it. You can be in a different place. You know, it's freezing out here. Community service might be hard <laughs> in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you live down in, like, you know, Texas, Florida, you know, it's a little bit ba- So depending on where you are, what you can do, um, something that's small, like at the store, like see somebody elderly bagging, hey, I can help you out, you know. You know, help carry it to your car, help you put it in your trunk. It, it, it can be those things. Um, again, you can start small. But every day is open to people coming over, to celebrating, even if it's just talking about the day and it's what it means to them. Um, acknowledgement is, is the first step. When you acknowledge something, that's the first step into making change, good or bad. You know, why is something important to you? How do I act upon it? Um, and that's really what Kwanzaa is. You're... You're reminiscing over the year through these principles. And then, like I said, for Imani, you're bringing in the new year. Okay, this year we're going to act more on them. We're going to, you know, I'm going to do more with Ujama. I'm going to really try to put more money into my community. I buy, you know, I splurge all the time. Why not splurge within my own community, you know? And a splurge can be like, you don't have to buy everybody's T-shirts if they have T-shirt companies, you know. It, it, you, you know, it, they jewelry or anything like that you might have just found you know a black um you know contractor or something like that who can build your deck mm. gave him an opportunity now you have that business card to go around so mm-hmm. it's things like that um not being afraid of those opportunities i know we have good and bad businesses and that's across the board and you mm-hmm. want to make sure you get the good ones um but not being afraid to take that step again even if it's just uh i'm just gonna go down to I don't know the local store, you know, a little bit more often. Why they pay taxes on that money? That taxes go to the school system. My kid goes to the school down the street. Simple as that. <laughs> it's really <laughs> it's something as simple as that. You know, they may not be a black business, but because of where they are, that is going to kind of it benefits our black community. It's still my community. Yes. So I know a lot of times we talk about like, oh, you know, you got the Asians and the Arabs all in the black community. And I'm just like, you're right. That's true. Mm-hmm. And like, we should buy from ourselves. You're right. That's true. But if there aren't none, that is a way to help your community as well because of, of unfortunately how our schools are funded. Mm-hmm. That's that's an, another way, you know, just to think about it. Um, it could be as simple as, um, you know, collective work. Mm-hmm. Every, you know what? Again, parks are always crazy, dirty. Like, every time I'm just going to get up and I'm going to make sure there's nothing out there for the kids that get hurt on and stuff like that. The city's not doing it. You do it. It's your community. You live here. You go to this park every day. 
you know? And I'm really big on what you said. It's like, I'm really about my community. And everybody in my community doesn't look like me. But we have a collective goal. We both ha we all have a vision for the community that we live in. Let us all get together and work towards that vision. And the vision doesn't have a color. It just has an outcome. Yeah. So like I said, it's, it's great. If all you can do this year is give a kind word to every black man you see on the street that may not be on the right path, like, you know, when someone gives you a compliment, when everyone just tearing you down and someone gives you a compliment, it matters. It definitely It does. matters no matter how big or how small, you know, they're not doing the right thing, but they did something and you noticed it. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that was so cool. I, I know I... Um, I don't know how well it resonates. I haven't seen these young men in a long time, but I used to work at an elementary school, and um, I remember this one kid. I have two instances. <laughs> this one kid, he got in trouble. He was in the principal's office, and I said, well, what do you guys do in the class? He's like, we're supposed to talk about what we want to be when we grow up. I was like, well, what do you want to be? He's like, a comedian. <laughs> and I was like, I lit up. I was like, oh, that's so cool. You could be a comedian. You know, comedians are smart. They know everything. To be a comedian, you have to see things in a certain way to twist it around and think that it's funny. So I was pushing it. And I don't know if he was joking or if the teacher thought he was joking and not being serious. So he got sent down. Mm -hmm. But when he saw me do that, you could just kind of just be like, yeah, it's a great idea. <laughs> like, you, you got to be smart to be a comedian. You can't. Because, you know, little jokes like, uh -huh, somebody fart. That's not funny. Mm -hmm. You got to really spin things. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if you could be a comedian, you know, you have a different outlook on life. He was 10. So I'm just like, you know, I had another student always got in trouble and his mom was switching schools. And uh, I always kind of called the, the boys by their last name, like, you know, Mr. Nelson or something like that, you know, um, particularly ones that were doing more poorly than others. But I, I did across the board to all the students. Uh, just call them by their last name. Why not? Just give them mm -hmm. something, you know, a sense of self. And um, the mom came in. I was like, oh, I love working with him. She's like, she looked at me. So that's the first time I heard somebody say, because he got in trouble all the time. And I'm like, he did get in trouble. But kid was great to me. <laughs> like, he was, a good, he was a good kid. Did he have his issues and his moments? Yes. But I wouldn't say he was just such a hassle, such a, at least not in my class. Mm -hmm. A hassle, such a struggle. You know, I was like, no, he was a pleasure to work with. You know, mm. when he had his ideas, oh, he was brilliant. When he had his moments, yes, you want to tell him, get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you had to acknowledge both. So I think that also just helped the mom just like, okay, maybe I'm not just doing such a horrible job with mm. my child. Because that happens too. You have kids, mm. parents are trying, you know. Yeah, I don't, some, see, I don't think there's enough positive reinforcement. There's not enough positive. Um, That's for sure. You know, there. For me, in our community, you know, I agree. When your child does something wrong, you need to nip that in the bud. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've also noticed in our community that, like others, we let too much stuff slide. Mm. And that's why things are the way they are. Mm. If you are very strong on stealing, the first time your child steals something, you need to address that. I mean, hardcore. You don't mean you need to beat them, but you need to hardcore address that. Mm -hmm. If you are really big on lying. The first time your child does something, you need to address that. A lot of times I feel like I've learned being here that a lot of black people, they let that stuff slide too. Mm -hmm. And again, with these principles, you want to bring that in. You're not a liar. You're not a thief. You know, if you did something wrong, you own it. You got caught. Fall on your sword. <laughs> I got caught. Yes, I did it. You know, take, take the punishment. <laughs> take it strong. And then if you want to try to find new ways to sneak and get some, well, you know, I kind of commend you. All right, you find a new way to get past me. Knock on wood, good job. But now you got caught, so you're in trouble. <laughs> Double trouble. <laughs> so you have things like that. But when, 
your child does something or when even anybody you to give that acknowledgement especially for some people who just hear such negativity all the time that is a big thing um just to say something something (laughs) and if you're a person who can't say anything positive that's a problem you got to find something um you're dark (laughs) you're dark you can't find no light you're dark so with this time here i know just bringing in the new year it's i don't know again not really worrying about how much you're doing but even just did you do a little bit of it um and then pass that on Mm. again filling it in and the kids is the major thing so even if you know kwanzaa is a great holiday but even if they may not have to continue to do this as they're older, they know about it. It's there. You know, they can tell somebody else, you know? And I think that sometimes that the, the tradition, the culture, the main thing about it is knowledge and information. Mm-hmm. Knowledge and, and information is the main thing. You know, if I can tell somebody else, someone else will do it. It, it, it branches off. And I think that's the main thing of Kwanzaa. These principles... You're helping your community. Yeah, I may not, you know, celebrate it every year, but you know about it. Someone asks about it, you can give them that information. Now you just, you just spread it. You just, you give them more information. Now you have more people like, okay, I want to join in. And that's what it starts with. Mm. That's what it starts with, like, for the most part. And then go from there. Um, I'm not expecting to see, you know, a major jump in the celebration of Kwanzaa. And if there probably is a major jump, but again, it's not pushed out to that and we can't worry about that we can't worry about like it's not on we can't worry about that the thing is within your community we see it there's a lot of things in our community that we see that is not pushed and everyone has these opinions about it and you know what you're not here you're not trying to come here we're not worried about your opinion we're gonna do our stuff our stuff so what i'm seeing is this six-day festival we have taken away 359 of those days. See, this isn't a holiday, it's a lifestyle, it's a way of living, it's a way of thinking. It's a way of re-approaching how we do things within the community, is what I'm hearing you say. Don't limit Kwanzaa to a week event. And you're not supposed to, that last day, that last day makes it so that it's not just a thing. A lifestyle. You're looking towards your future. You come at the end of the year. You reflect again through the principles. You push it out to the next year to act upon them. So it's, again, I have friends who uh, celebrate Kwanzaa, and we're on our Facebook, and we're just like, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's good. Cool. That's, that's beautiful. But um, I even had some people who we invited. So every year you'll see them post things now about Kwanzaa. So they may not fully separate, but they post it. They acknowledge the day. And again, that's what it starts with. So I I love it. Like I said, I'm excited. I still got things I need to do before it gets dark today. And we get, you know, we have our stuff set up. Um, There are some alternatives too. So the Kanara, oh, everyone should buy Kanara. Definitely just buy when you want the candle holder. Um, It's an investment. Well, yeah, it's an investment. It's maybe like $70, but you can keep it forever. It's really sturdy. Um, The candles can be expensive, but alternative to the actual candles, you can get the lights. And then what we've done is, like, paint the little lights and stuff like that, little battery-operated lights. We paint those the colors, and we have them there. Um, but then you can also just get regular candles, light those every night as well. Um, again, with the MKK, the, the mat, we... Is there any can, order that you light the candles? I noticed the black one's in the middle. Yeah, so we. that's a great question. I, I'm sorry I didn't touch upon that earlier. So with the candles... You start uh, with the black candle every time. Start with the black candle. So today the black candle is lit, Fumoja. 
tomorrow is Kujichangalia. Uh, you start with the red candle. Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to place myself to the right. Yeah, to the right. To the right, because it goes black, red, green. It goes red, green, red, green. <laughs> okay. Um, and if you kind of notice. In the um, principles, it's sorry. If you notice in the principles itself, you can kind of see where one might be a struggle, one might be a future. So Umoja is the black one. That represents the people. Self-determination is a struggle. So that's a red candle. Collective work is kind of a future thing. That's a um, green candle. Collective economics, because of where we've come from, that's more of a struggle. Nia's purpose, that's your future. Um, creativity is a struggle. You got to create. How are you going to really like make things better? And then you have Imani, which is kind of like brought out the future. Okay. So they kind of kind of align. <laughs> so that's how you would do it. It's a black candle first. And then every day you start with the black candle mm. and you go by the day. So if we were on, um, let's say we were on Ujama, we would do the black candle. We would light a red candle, a green candle, and then go back to a red candle. So that's how it goes. You light it the exact same way every night and um until you have all the candles lit on the last day all right well, mm, mm, mm. is there something you want to close you out know with? what um it's something that i'm going to take more seriously i i, I see it in a different light so i thank you for that i thank for you for enlightening enlightening us and in uh in educating us on something that was so important to our growth as men and here we get it from a little young sister that's going to add to old men's future and uh, I, I appreciate you for that and that's why I think the dialogue between the younger and the older the male and the female is so necessary that what we do as far as being able to have the dialogue on any subject because I think it brings us to a better platform and able to move forward I think it creates the healing the letting go and being able to move forward healthy and I don't know when we've actually ever done that as a culture as a people move forward healthy I think we've held on to some things they should have long, long let go of that's my only add-on you day well uh, did you have anything you wanted to close out with or? um well I just like to say that if anyone would like to celebrate Kwanzaa do so it's a great great holiday um, I always like to have people share their ideas. So if you are celebrating Kwanzaa, you meet someone else, share the ideas. Again, we're all part of the same community. Um, and happy New Year's, everybody. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to get started. My kids are excited to get started. Of course, they're really happy about the presents, but <laughs> the days too. All right. Well, we appreciate you uh, coming and, and inspiring us Thank with you. the uh, this discussion on Kwanzaa today. You know, I feel like I think I hope that a lot of people that watch this actually do take something away from our discussion today. It was very informative. Um, but as for Dialogue to Destiny, that will conclude another podcast. If you um, if you like us, once again, I, I please ask you to subscribe to our, our YouTube uh, page and, and, and hit like. So for that, I think we'll just sign off from this podcast. Thank you. Peace. Now, that was good. Mm -hmm.